Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You know, dog fans, you might want to circle November 4th on your calendar. Because, yes, what I'm about to say is true. Missouri is a problem. Right now, they are up 24 to nothing on South Carolina, and Brady Cook is firmly putting himself in position as one of the best quarterbacks in the country. This game is not going to be a walkover for the Dogs by any stretch of the imagination. Their defense is good. Their offense is great. And this team is nothing to mess around with. So... I'm looking at this game right now up 24 to nothing on South Carolina. Look, I know South Carolina is one of the more underperforming teams in the country and in the SEC specifically, but UGA, I mean, woof, pun intended, they're going to have their hands full in a couple of weeks against Missouri. I think that's going to be a much more challenging game than Florida coming up. This is a pretty complete team right now. And, uh, yeah, again, circle your calendars for that one coming up. All right, we got about uh, 25 minutes to play around with here, so not a lot of time, but we got to pack a lot in, E, including a producer six-pack. Time for the producer six-pack on the other side of the glass. Six questions. Six questions. Six chances to produce greatness. On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. How you been doing, brother? Haven't seen you in a while, man. Everything going good? Yeah, man. It's just the football season. You know how it is. We got to carry these games here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Bring the college game to the people. The great city of Atlanta gets to listen to some of the biggest and best games on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. So it's like a 4 o'clock start here and a 6 o'clock start here. And then next week I'm filling, or the week before, I was filling in on college football game time. So they're just moving. I'm like a chess piece. They're just moving me all around the board on the weekend. Yeah, man. but you're a chess piece, but you are definitely the king, brother. You're the, 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 the numero uno on that chess piece, man. You ain't no pawn. You ain't no queen. You're the king, brother. You're the king. Checks in the mail. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, take me out to dinner, something like that. All right, so let's get to this week's edition of Producer Six Pack. You know what? I got about eight questions here, and you keep giving me different ones that I think I want to answer, ask, and have you answer. But you know what? I'm going to go ahead, and because this one didn't make the cut initially, but with what you just said and what I'm seeing up here with these volunteers, I think there are a couple dates that the dogs need to circle on this upcoming calendar. So I'm going to ask you, sir, with the injuries and what you've seen out of Georgia for the first half of their season, do the Georgia Bulldogs run the regular season unblemished? 
Uh, let's see. Looking at the schedule right now. So, obviously, Florida's coming up. Cocktail party next weekend. Can't wait for that. I think that's a win. Missouri, like I said, that's a, that could be a trip-me-up game right there. Missouri has given the dogs troubles they, each they year. They gave them trouble last yeah, year. Yeah, and, and a couple years before that, and a couple years before that. It, it always goes the same way, too. It's close, it's close, it's close, and then Georgia just leans on them at, at the, the end of the yep. game because they just got the bodies and the talent. Then they have Old Miss and Tennessee back to back. That three-game stretch, there's a lot of opportunity there to, to trip up. But you know what? I'm going to say... After two national championships, Carson Beck seems to have found his rhythm. I know Brock Bowers isn't there, but I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. They run it. And until I see it. They run it. They're going to run it. They're going to run it. Until I see it. Like Forrest, they're going to run. Yeah. (laughs) Because you know what? It's not that any of these teams are better than Georgia. It's the fact that they're playing back to back to back in a row. And not healthy. And not healthy with Bowers. Two of the games are, are at home. And, of course, you get uh, the neutral site with the Gators, and then they finish out with Georgia Tech. By the way, bad loss today. Yeah, BC, to BC. came in here. BC came in and put some wow. thing with that thing on them. Turn, him, turn, you can't him, turn the ball over. You cannot turn the ball over. They beat him by 15. Yeah. You can't turn the ball Some struggles, yeah. man, for can't Coach Key over. out there. But, all right, yeah, I'm going to say for right now, check with me again in a couple weeks. Right now, they run the table. All right, let's keep it going on this week's edition of the Producer Six-Pack. Before we get to the Shield, let's talk about the Hawks as they will get it underway this uh, Wednesday up in Charlotte, Friday night. Your boys come to town early this year, the Knickerbockers. Yeah, with Dukes and Bell going to be yeah. there at State Farm Arena on Friday. Do you have to be here, or can you get to go down? For the I night? believe I will be in attendance. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. And you just stick around for when the ball goes in the air. But can the guys get to the 50 win mark this year, 2023, 2024? Atlanta Hawks, 50 wins over or under, Ooh, sir. That's tough. I'm gonna say under, slightly. I agree with you. I'm gonna say maybe 46, 47 wins, and I, that might be a little generous. But but let's see how they start because. Everyone, so here's my view on the Hawks in the offseason that they had real quick in a nutshell version. I think everyone is dismissing what Quinn Snyder could bring to this team with Trey and DJ because they're so disappointed that they didn't get the superstar player. And I think it's being taken for granted and maybe even under-analyzed and under-scrutinized because... The Hawks have the ability to be a good team, and we don't know what the offense is going to look like with a full offseason to work with. So, with that being said, just because they didn't bring in the star doesn't mean that they can't be good. But 50 wins is, I think, asking a lot. Again, is it impossible? No, not at all. Anything, As Kevin Garnett once said, anything is possible. But I don't think it's probable that they get to 50 wins, so I'm going to say under. Yeah, I haven't seen. You know, you know what's funny. I lost my butt last year. What was it last year when Vegas came out? I think they set the Hawks over under like forty three or forty four, and everybody was like, "Oh man, they are disrespecting the Hawks," and we all jumped on the over. And it was right there. Yeah, I, I gave him that donation to to you know that guy, my guy. You know, he said appreciate it very much. Yeah, you just take it and keep on going. All right, question number three on this week's uh, edition of the producer six pack. Let's go ahead and turn to these. Dirty birds. So, 21 is a good number. I think that's a great number that the Hawks should try to get to. But I think the easiest way for them to get to that is not to turn it over. Last week, 
Our guy had three INTs. Yeah. Can't have that this week. So over and under just for Falcons turnovers in the game, over under 2.5. Oh, 2.5. Oh, it better be under. If it's over, that's time. If it's over, yeah. it's over. It's over. <laughs> if, if it's over, it's, it's over. over. Yeah. That's the thing right there. I mean, it's got to be under. I mean, he Desmond Ritter cannot. He, if Desmond Ritter has three quarters as bad of a performance as he did last week, there is no choice. Yeah. There is none. It is a wrap. You sit his butt down. In my opinion, his butt should be sitting right now. But that's a different conversation for a different day. If Arthur Smith is going to roll with him and he has another performance like that with two or more turnovers this week, there is no possible way to justify that Taylor Heineke can't be better than what Ritter's been the past couple of weeks. He has played one and a half good games this year. The whole game against Houston and the second half against Green Bay. If you look at the stats and you look at everything else combined, he was marginal at best in all of the other performances and awful in two of them. He was awful against the Lions, and he was awful last week. He had maybe one decent quarter versus Carolina in game one, but not much. Now, remember this, too. Unfortunately, Bajon did put the ball on the ground last week, too. So he can factor into – the turnovers, I don't think that's going to be an issue for him. It was not an issue in college. But keep the, keep the pick spinning, pissing in your arms, Bajon and, and uh, Tyler. The, the only guy yeah. I'm worried about is is Des. I don't, I, it, Bajon, that's fine, whatever. Drake London's had a fumble or two in his career. Right. I'm not worried about that. The quarterback, QB1? Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. If it's over... It's over. It's over. It's over. I like that. that. We got to make a drop out of that. If it's over, it's over. My man Chris Thomas doing his thing. All right, roll along. Question number four. All right. So, if they do not pull out the W, is the race for the division yet again over? No, I think it's going to be tight the entire season long because I think three out of the four teams are just going to be in it the entire time. I, I think the Saints are going to be – bumping and grinding and moving and shaking their way to around 500. How's that Derek Carr contract look right now? Well, for them? Not great. And he's, and he's not 100% either. Um, and then the Bucks, the same thing. The Bucks have a pretty good defense that's going to keep them in a lot of games the same way it's been for the Falcons. And if the Falcons could figure out the quarterback situation, I, I think they could easily win the division, but I just don't think they're going to do that. I, I don't – I just think Arthur Smith has – made up his mind about this thing for whatever reason, by hook or by crook, and it's going to take until perhaps it's too late for him to make the change. And that that's what I'm worried about right now. Like, right now, you're in a position where it's not, you know, catastrophic at this point, but it's getting pretty close. Because if you start losing division games because the quarterback can't play well, then that's where you're going to be in some serious trouble. So that, that's why... You, everyone's putting such emphasis on this game this week because it's not only a division game, but it's also a litmus test game for coach and quarterback after having the, both of their worst performances of the, of the season and how they bounce back. So that's why this game, although it's just week seven, is really, really important. Yes, indeed, as it is. And uh, uh, Chris, as Tennessee gets into the end zone again in Tuscaloosa to take a bigger lead into the locker room, I'm telling you, in Knoxville, that's that's – that's going to be a tough one. Are they going to walk uh, 
a couch into a river again like they did? Uh, remember that? Is that two the, years ago they did that? I think, I think up in Knoxville? Yeah, I think yeah. it was two years ago where Man. they 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 mar- all the fans came out of kneeling and they they marched a couch hand over hand over their ass. Actually, it would have been last year because they played him in Knoxville last year. Yeah, it was, those it was, whenever it was. Whenever, whenever they was. beat him, yeah. I th- yeah, last year or two years ago, they uh, they took a couch and marched it into a lake. It's it pretty you, funny. I'll tell you, it's, Tennessee teams not to be um, uh, looked over. As I met, as I hung out with Jamal Lewis last night at my high school football game. So speaking of Tennessee, hey, volunteers. Dirty Bird, baby. Yeah, no, not Jamal Ravens and oh Ra- Jamal, Jamal Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. What am I saying? Talking about Jamal Anderson. I, yes, thank you. <laughs> no, but former UT National Championship. All right, let's get to the uh, wild card part of the producer's six pack. So, Halloween's coming up, big guy. I won't see you before then. You, uh, you know, going out to any Halloween and, and what would be a Chris Turtle Thomas costume? Mm, interesting. Well, you know, the music that I enjoy, electronic dance music, as some of you know, and I get mocked for on Dukes and Bell regularly, but it's okay because they're they're just missing out on the fun. Is a big costume theme like genre anyway? So for Halloween, it's it's on like Donkey Kong, like anything and everything you can imagine from movie characters to Marvel to you know little bunny ears with little cotton tails on the back and. You know, so get, you got one for this year, or what's something you've done in the past? I have got so I was a group that we all did, um, like the Power Rangers. We were all a different color. I was the red one. I was the leader. You know, represent because I'm doing it strong like that. Um, in the past, we've also done. I was like a, um, almost like a zookeeper. I would say for. Like I had a bunch of my girlfriends that went with us, and they were all different animals, and I and I had like the safari hat on, and I had and my one and then my other well, buddy. Where I come from, they call that a PIMP. That's what well, <laughs> well, essentially that I'm not trying to you know crown myself here, but essentially that's what it was. And my one my other buddy who went with me was an eagle, so it was just it was it's fun stuff like that. But I have not decided if I'm going to go to a party this year and if I do what I'm going to be. So I'm going to have to give that some thought. No, you got about 10 days. 10 yeah. days exactly. 21st and 31st. You got 10 days to think about that. I, so we'll, I will say this, though. Okay. Atlanta does Halloween right. Oh, yeah. Atlanta yeah, does yeah, Halloween yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We do. We do. All right. Last one on this week's Producer Six Pack. You know, I was thinking about the unfortunate situation, what's going on in Israel and all those things and, you know, thoughts and prayers to all those people. But sure. I almost went into the military. It was something I really considered when I was a young guy. If Chris Thomas had to go into the military, what branch would he go to, and what would be your specialty? Ooh. Uh, well, I don't think I could make anything other than the most basic of basic training. So I'm going to eliminate, like, you know, the Marines and all that kind of stuff. Cause Airborne. As, as, good of, as good a shape as I would have to get in to, to make it, I still don't think I'd be able to pass those tests. So. I'm going to I would assume, you know, if my skills are if if the skills that I have in the military are the same God-given skills that I have today, I would assume maybe like army communications cuz that would be <laughs> into office. Yeah, that that would be administrator. Yeah, that that cuz listen man, I'm not cut out for the field, man. Oh, man, uh, I can see you being like a sniper or no, something. Man, come on, Chris. I have I have gone shooting before and I was decent at it, I guess, but you know what kind of nerve you got to have to do that, man? Yeah, you, the, like, you. the amount of respect that I have for the men and women that do that. Like, because not only is it a tough skill to acquire in general, 
The patience. It, you, what it needs to be to be laser focused like that in the moment, yeah. like my hands would be shaking, man. <laughs> like my heart would be pounding out of my chest. So, so I not, think you're I'd, not a sniper or a surgeon. <laughs> I'd, I'd get a nice cushy job in the in the in the office on site. You, you, you know, you're the joke. What was the joke? Was the Joker in Full Metal Jacket? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be a journalist. That would, that would, that would, journalist. That would that would be me. All righty, good job. <laughs> On the producer six pack. When we come back, we're going to wrap this puppy up. Time flies when you're having fun. Some final thoughts on the Falcons and the dogs when we get back. Sports Radio 929 The Game, Odyssey app. This is not a good stat. Courtesy of our buddy Andrew Filipponi from Odyssey Pittsburgh. James Franklin, 10 years, 70 million. Now 12 and 26 against top. 25 teams. What? I mean, yikes. Wow. All right. If you're just joining us, yes, that is the story of the day as Ohio State beats Penn State yet again. Drew Aller, not a good day for the Penn State QB. And Ohio State's defense was great, along with Marvin Harrison Jr., who continues to just put up wicked stats in the NCAA and all assumptions aside, he should also be a stud at the next level. And in my opinion, will probably be a top five draft pick if four or five quarterbacks don't just go bing, bang, boom in a row. All right. Only a couple of minutes left here to play. We got Atlanta United pregame coming up with Mike Conti and Jason Longshore in about five minutes from now. So just a couple of final thoughts on the Falcons. And first of all, with the dogs, as I mentioned before the break, you know, he asked me a really good question in uh, the producer six-pack about if they're going to run the table. And this is really going to be their first test coming up next weekend because it's it's all about reestablishing your offensive identity now for Carson Beck and the offense without Brock Bowers. So what is the game plan going to be? Is the running game going to be able to get online? And who's going to step up in his absence? Is it going to be Oscar Delp, who was highly recruited in his own right and has shown flashes at times, but he's just never really been in a full-time role because you have a legacy legendary player out in front of you. So before they hit that gauntlet three-game stretch that we were talking about with Tennessee, with Missouri, and with Ole Miss, before they finish out the season with Georgia Tech, you have a really good litmus test game coming up next weekend against Florida. So I'm really excited to see what they do there because I think it's going to be an important blueprint game to see, all right, this is how the offense is going to operate without Brock. Carson Beck can put more of the load on his shoulders and be able to orchestrate the offense and move the ball down the field without having what has been a very, very nice security luxury blanket in Brock Powers. So we'll see. But that stretch again, Missouri, Ole Miss, and Tennessee with the way Tennessee's looking, with the way Missouri's looking, we'll see what Ole Miss does today. I mean, that is not going to be easy and Running the table, like he said, is not exactly a given at this point. So very, very important game for the cocktail party next weekend, 3.30 kickoff. And for the Falcons, I'll just say this. For everything that's been said about Desmond Ritter and Coach Art this week, we need to have a little bit of perspective. I've taken many phone calls between my Monday and Thursday shorty show and then today with you guys for a little bit on the phones as well. And there's been a lot of burying Coach Art and a lot of saying that he either needs to hand over the play-calling duties or that he needs to 
you know, rejigger the offense entirely and break it down and start from scratch. It was one game. We have to have some nuance here when we're describing and explaining the state of the Atlanta Falcons. One game does not make a season. As bad as that was, they're still 3-3, three and three, and they still have a chance to beat the Bucs on Sunday and start to take a little bit of a stranglehold on, on the division, especially if they can stack a couple of more division wins. That's why their games against the Panthers and the Saints at the end of the season are going to be really important. And you can't just say that because Ritter has struggled and because Coach Art had a really bad game on the sidelines that they need to blow it up. We knew that this season going in was not going to be the smoothest sailing of adventures. It was going to be a roller coaster. There were going to be ups and there were going to be downs. I don't think, including myself, I foresaw a game like last weekend, fairly or unfairly enough, but I did know going into it that it wasn't going to be a situation where the Falcons just roll up on a team and steamroll them 28 to nothing. I knew there was going to be a lot of close games. I knew there was going to be a lot of scratching and clawing your way to victories, and there might have been a couple of pretty ones along the way, like the game against Houston. But also, with all of that said, it is, as Carl Dukes likes to say, a little bit of nut-cutting time. It is a little bit of a point in the season where you need to have all of your ducks in a row, and you need to be able to say, hey, we're 3-3, three and three. we have a division game coming up, and then we have games against the Titans and the Vikings, which are just as winnable as they are losable, if that's a word. And you're at a position now where no game is a gimme, and you're going to have to work your tail off to win every single game. So where does the perspective lie? Well, it needs to be more in the middle, in my opinion, than it has been this week. I think this week there was a lot of frustration that was let out on coach and quarterback because Ritter didn't play well enough and coach didn't coach well enough. Now, like I said, if it was up to me, it's Heineke time, but it's not, and it never will be. So me and everyone else who thinks that Taylor Heineke should be leading this team right now, it's just not going to be that way. So we have to ride with Ritter, and we have to believe in Coach Art and Ritter that they can bounce back from a performance like last week. And I think they can. I'm not just saying that to blow smoke. I genuinely think they can. From everything I've seen from Coach Art, from all the times that we've gotten to talk to him on Dukes and Bell and what we've seen – from, you know, the chicken blank to the chicken salad he was able to make out of the out of the offenses that he had the past couple of years with Marcus Mariota and the end of Matt Ryan's career, I believe in him, and I believe in his ability to call plays in the NFL. So tomorrow is a really, really, really important game for all the reasons that I just laid out. So hopefully this team is able to bounce back, and maybe 21 is that magic number after all. All right, that'll do it for this edition of The Other Side of the Glass. Great job, E. Thanks to Joe Patrick for joining me. Thanks to everyone who called in. And please enjoy yourself some Atlanta United. Again, it is a very, very important match for them as they wrap up the regular season and look towards the playoffs. So you don't want to go anywhere. Listen to Mike Conti and Jason Longshore coming up next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and, of course, on the Odyssey app. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. 
Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.